What is up, everyone? I'm Joey Bova, joined with my co-host, Jacob Kubik. And Hello, everyone. And we are going to be talking about Penguins news that's been happening these past week or so. We're going to be talking about Pirates news. And then for our, mainly for our open segment, we're going to be talking about who we think is going to make it past the Final Four and, I mean, who we think our national champion is going to be. So, I mean... If you want to start it off, I see you're wearing a Penguin shirt right now. We, we can get into some Pens action right now if you want. Yeah, and the, I'll tell you what, the Penguins really played. Did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, like 11-2. I was watching – I mean, I was getting highlights and stuff, and I was, like, watching it every now and then. But I think yeah. – I saw a Snapchat story, and it was, like, 3-0, three, 4-0 three already, and I was like, oof. Uh, well, yeah, I, was, I thought it was, it was late in the was, game, too. I didn't even realize it was I know, first. I know. I was watching, like, I was at home watching, and I think it was, like, I think we got it up to, like, five or six nothing, and there was still, like, maybe 12 minutes to go in the second period. I was like, damn, we still have, like, a, a whole half of a game, and, like, it's pretty much already over. And we ended up piling on even more, which kind of added insult to injury. But, I mean, if you look at the game and – if you look at the game yesterday and you look at the game on Friday, you would have thought that honestly, they were like two different teams. There was a team on Friday that went out in Madison square garden against the Rangers and got absolutely slapped around for the first five ish minutes and fell on a hole at three, nothing at that point, just like how the game was yesterday, you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, there's no way we're really coming back from that. I mean, it starts with one, but really, try coming back from that i mean it's it's a real real challenge i mean they lose 5-1 as a final against the rangers on friday and then they come back 11-2 yesterday sunday against the detroit red wings i mean that's a really really good whole team effort and i mean you could just tell like by the scoring sheet kapanen got a goal bluger got a goal carter got a goal rust crosby heinen boyle all got a goal didn't gino hatrick Gino got a hat trick and Raquel, the person that we traded for, for Anaheim, he just scored yesterday. He scored the 11th. So and now he has his, uh, his first Penguin goal. So now he has one, a part of the team. I think he's up to 14 on the year, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, watching it, it was really, it's one of those games that like you wish you were there just because, you know, they start stacking goals and that's always whenever it gets fun. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's just like, wow. We Detroit didn't start that bad either. Detroit kind of played competitive. I mean, it was two nothing at the end of the first period, but two nothing's doable, you know. And then you look at the end of the second period, and it was seven to two. It's kind of like, well, that's that. Just go through the next twenty minutes without an injury. I was about, I was about to say, uh, I, I don't think Detroit's looking too bad. And as I'm, I'm looking at the standings right now, and they are. They're not looking too hot. <laughs> They're not looking 20, good. In 26 but... wins, 32 losses. I mean, it's not terrible, but like that's. But, but for a rebuilding compared... team, you really can't expect yeah. much more than that. Their division is tough, though. Yeah. I mean, the whole Eastern Conference both, is tough. Both, both Florida teams, Toronto and Boston, are up on them by like a little under 20 wins. Yeah. And yeah. they're in the back end of the season already. Like they're almost getting ready for playoffs. But, I mean, even if you look at the Eastern Conference standings, if you look at them, like, if you look at the second wild card and the first man out, 
there's like 15 points separating. I think it's Washington now in Columbus. I think it's like 80 some to 60 some. 84 to 69. Capitals have 84. Blue Jackets. Have yeah. Yeah, that's that's a 15 point difference. And if you follow Columbus's year, Columbus has had like ups and downs through the season. Yeah, but I mean, they, I mean, they've played they played kind of consistent hockey. But whenever you have a division where it's Carolina, the Rangers, the Penguins, and the Capitals all at the top, good luck competing against. Them. I mean, even just like the whole the whole Metro division isn't even that bad. Like the Flyers last year were the Flyers. I remember last year before the season started, everyone was saying the Flyers are going to win, be winning the division. I mean, yeah. they were hot. They were hot. Yeah, for the whole first half of the season, and then things sank. I mean, honestly, I wasn't expecting anything out of the Flyers, but the Flyers. But like, well, the if Islanders, you want to go even, I was going to yeah. say, even if you want to go like more recent, like the last two years, it was the Islanders and Lightning in the Final Four in the bubble in Toronto, and now they're not even sniffing it. I mean, they've had, I think they had like a ten-game like pointless streak or something at home. It, it was a it was a weird season. streak. Yeah, and they only have what is this twenty eight wins, twenty seven losses. Yeah, these points. I mean, they, they started their first like fifteen. Too. They started like their first fifteen games on the road because their arena wasn't ready yet, and then they they go home, and they just had like they had a horseshoe. They could not win at home. I think it took like a couple of weeks of them playing at home to finally win a game. I mean they were just snake bitten the whole season to start. Yeah. I'm looking at these numbers now. And like this, the Atlantic and the Metro are going to be going to be interesting to see, especially come playoff time. Cause well, let me see. They have in total for, for the Penguins, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 games. Their last game is the end of April. They have a month left of regular season hockey. Yeah. And I mean, that's who knows? I mean, we just we just went eleven to two, bumped our point differential up a little bit. But like yeah. I'm looking looking at the Western conference right now. Avalanche looks like a solid team. Wild, that's surprising. I mean, next below them is the Preds. And I mean, I don't really I don't really know how I feel about that. But then the Pacific Flames are on top. And then what? LA, the Kings are four wins behind. That whole Pacific division is really just a wild card. I mean, you have to figure that Calgary is going to kind of hold steady. Like having already played 65 games, they only have 17 left. But I mean, 88 points right now, seven up on second place. You have to figure that that's going to kind of hold steady for a little bit. At least it should. And then you look, Edmonton is third place at 77 and then Vegas has 76. Well, the interesting about that is I just saw something yesterday saying that Vegas might have there were three teams I don't remember exactly who all the teams were that they said but there are three teams that were in the final four that are not the final four but like somewhere around there that might not even make playoffs this year which I thought was yeah was interesting yeah and I mean if you look at the western conference wild card and you look at the eastern conference wild card the worst team the worst wild card team is Washington with 84 points the worst wild card team in the West is 76. Dallas is only a point out of Vegas for the wild card. So, I mean, 75 points and maybe at the end of the season, maybe like 85 points could win a wild card like in the Western Conference. 
the Eastern Conference right now, nobody's even sniffing it just because yeah. there's a 15-point difference between second wild card and first man out. I mean, it's insane how competitive the Eastern Conference is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll it's definitely going to be interesting, to say the least. I'm not really worried more about us. I feel like, honestly, I mean, we've been playing great hockey. We always do. I didn't expect Carolina to be first. I mean, I figured it would be close. They had a great year last year. Carolina's a good team. No, I, mean, absolutely I, don't, I, I don't even hate to say that. They're, they're a good team. I mean, uh, I'm honestly surprised that the Capitals are below the Rangers. I mean, it's not that, that big of a it's not that big of a margin, but still, I didn't. I figured the Rangers were done. Like, yeah, I figured. I, I, I figured they were done. Uh, it's just, but, it's very funny. Like, you know, you look at the standings and I remember watching the playoffs last year, whenever Tampa beat Carolina, I think it was in like in five games. And yeah. I thought to myself, like, you know, that's there, they were in like the realigned central division because of the COVID pandemic. But, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, boy, they're coming over to the Metro next year. That's going to be a big challenge. And it's proving to be a challenge. I think Carolina has still has at this moment two games in hand on us, which isn't necessarily the most ideal scenario in the world in terms of trying to win the division. But if we can get solid second place, solid third place, at this point, all we're really concerned about is seeding because I don't think really we're going to fall off into a wild card spot as long as we just kind of hold steady. Yeah, I agree. I'm not really that worried. I think Penguins. I mean, what, I said they have 15 games or something like that left? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. let's see. Let me scroll back down. How many division games do we have left? Well, I'll tell you what their next five play... are because – I'll tell you what their next five are because I have that on my sheet here. So these next five games are some of the biggest that we've had in the season. So Tuesday we have the Rangers at home. Big Ben ceremony that day. Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. Well, sorry for those technical difficulties, but uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. You, okay, so say, like, the next five games, start from there, because that's where you cut off for me. So just run that back. All right, so so we have the Rangers at home. That's going to be a challenge. That's tomorrow night, Tuesday. Big we ben have Minnesota away. Uh-huh. Minnesota is going to be away, and they're winners of their past six. That's going to be a challenge. Then we have a home-and-home home against Colorado, the top team in the league. We have, they're, we're playing away Saturday afternoon and then home Tuesday night. They're both at the top of the And then we play the Rangers right? away again. What you say? Minnesota and uh, the Avs are both top of the Central, if I remember correctly. Top, yep, top two in the Central. And there's – and I, it's kind of funny, you know. You look at the, um, you look at the po- the point totals for those two teams. The Avalanche have, I want to say, I think they are at ninety eight right now. Yeah, and Minnesota's at like at Minnesota's eight. at eighty four. Eighty four. There's they fourteen a, points like twenty goal between they first have a 20 and second. Goal four difference between them on both sides yeah. too. 24, yeah. 20 more, four for the abs, and about 20 less goals against. Yeah. Not bad. Yep. And, I mean, if you look, the average point total 
for the Rangers, Wild, and Avalanche combined is 90, which is where we're sitting at currently as we film this podcast right now. So, I mean, we're basically playing us. And if there's there's ever been any good playoff, like, preparation and any good, like, practice games for it, like, these games obviously count, but they don't really count like how they do in the playoffs. If we ever could get the practice – and make it legitimate, it's going to be these five games. Yeah. No, I mean, and I right. think it'll I'm... say a lot. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I cut you off. I, I was just going to say, I think it'll, I think it'll say a lot of like how this team is built because everybody, like the past couple of years, we haven't had really the best luck in the playoffs, just being that like, you know, it's usually been like first round and out. So I feel yeah. like if you can weather the storm of these couple of games, I think that it's going to boost the morale. I'm, I'm like, in the team and of the fans, like, that follow the team. I mean, yeah, I agree. I don't – I know these games are definitely more ones – I mean, realistically, if we win or lose, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Granted, I'd much rather win. But, like, even if we win out – because we don't, we don't play Minnesota again, it looks like. But, like, two games against the Avs and then we play Rangers tomorrow and next Thursday. Yep. I mean, I'd I'd be willing to give up at least one or two. Granted, I'd like like I said, went both out, obviously. But well, let's be honest. If if you're gonna lose games over these next five, you want them to be between Colorado and Minnesota. You don't want to lose to the divisional opponent because that yeah, could no, come down to a I, tie break. I say, let's see, because it's Rangers, Rangers, Wild, Avs, Avs, Rangers. Correct. I, I'd i say, I mean, I don't like losing at home. Went I don't either. Range, I say, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. We went out against the Rangers, right, both home and in the garden. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, the Minnesota game's a toss-up just because we're only playing them once. Yep. So, I mean, that would be – I want to say we'll win that, and then we'll lose one of the two against the Avs. I'm thinking we lose at home. I'll say we'll lose at home, but okay. we'll we'll win in Colorado. Could we agree though that like a two two and one record over those next five games would be impressive? Yeah, that'd be cool. Just do just cool, based on like how like how much like how good our opponents are, you know. You don't want to say that Detroit's a bad opponent because any opponent in hockey's good. You could lose on any given night, but mm-hmm. I mean, these are very quality, like playoff performing opponents now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. These so are, I, I mean, yeah. All of from I'm looking at the schedule, and all of these teams are playoff teams for sure. Yeah. Maybe other than like Columbus and Philly, but like other than that, Avs. Uh, what is it? Wild. Rangers, Rangers potential playoff yep. team, Capitals. I mean, Predators. They're, who knows? they're in. They're playing well right now. Funky. Islanders, not so much. But then the back in the in the last six games, we play the Bruins back to back. Yeah. In in uh in Boston and here, and we play Edmonton. Yep. And Edmonton's Little. been coming on strong as of late. Yeah, but they're usually a first-round loss, so I'm not really that worried about it. They could say the same thing about us, though. Yeah, but who's won more Stanley Cups in the last 10 years? 
And who's no been argument. a more consistent playoff team in the last hey, 10 no, years? No arguments there. I'm just saying they could say the same thing about us. So, I mean, we just need – I feel like we have we have 40 wins now. We've been playing great. I think we just got to keep up with it, and I think we'll perform – I think we'll perform fantastic towards the end of the season, personally. I think – I mean, I don't want to say we'll have a 50-win season, but I think yeah, maybe – Finish off the season with 47 wins, 48 wins. I was going to say 47, 48. Split it even. And even if we have a 47-win season, if that would be the case, that's, what is that, 94, and then add your 10 for overtime losses right now, that's a 104-point season. Some seasons that would win the President's Cup or the President's Trophy. Yeah, I mean, that could be the best point total in the league on some years. But whenever you have a team like Carolina and Colorado that are just going crazy, it's hard to do that. Yeah, what, Carolina 93, Panthers have 94, Avs have 98. They're already there. Yeah. Calgary, I mean, 88, but that's just a weird, weird Pacific division this year. Yeah. I mean, it'll be exciting. I'm excited to see what's going on. Uh, I mean, like we said. 47, 48 wins, maybe not that 50. We'd love to see that 50 piece out of payments, but who knows? Uh, Let's, uh, we're going to switch it to the diamond now. We're going to talk some baseball. This is up, Um, this is up your alley now. So let's see. Pirates, honestly, I, I mean, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I love the Pirates, but I think we might be a sleeper team this year. I'm going to be honest. I've been seeing a lot of things going on. I mean, we don't – we're not we're not starting our starters, obviously. Obviously. Yesterday we lost set four to seven to the Yankees. Garrett Cole was pitching too. He was. Solid. I mean, it wasn't that bad. We looked pretty good. We looked good on paper. I mean, we always yeah. look good on paper. But what was it? Uh, Cole Tucker getting a, getting a home run off of Garrett Cole. Um, we honestly, I'm excited to see what this Pirates team has to offer. Our team's young. Cole Tucker, O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. I mean, Brian Reynolds is still young, too. Yeah, he is. So, I'm I'm interested. I mean, let's see. Let's read some of these stats right now. Preseason leaders for, uh, for the team. Batting average. Let's see. Carter Baines. I'm not sure who he is. He has... He's a Mariner's hat on in his profile picture on ESPN. Uh, but 667 average, I'm guessing he's probably had like three at-bats. Mm-hmm. Ben Gamble, it's one of my favorite guys. Two home runs. He's uh, he's tied right now with O'Neill Cruz, Cole Tucker. Let's see, who else is this? Greg Allen, some left fielder. I've never heard of him before. And Hunter, yeah, Hunter Owen. Hunter Owen. That's a guy you're going to want to look out for. Uh, I mean, but what? Let's see. O'Neill Cruz, I was at his first pro game mm-hmm. last year. I couldn't tell you who it was against. But O'Neill Cruz, young guy, shortstop. I think depending on what our starting lineup looks like, He'll probably get the start. But people are also saying that Cole Tucker might get the start because of how hot he's been. Hey, I mean, On, he hits the ball like a truck. He does. For as skinny, it, as, for as, skinny as Cole Tucker is, 
he he nukes him. And so does Cruz. I mean, Cruz is not a tiny boy. I mean, he Cruz Cruz is a big man. If, Cruz is if, a big man. If he makes contact with the ball, it is going out like a rocket. Six seven two fifteen. Yeah, I mean that is built. That is built. And like you just said, you said the magic number. He's young. He's in his he's in his young twenties, which means he has budding potential. I can't see why you don't bring him up. Bring him up. Test it out. What else does the organization have to lose? Exactly. But the issue, yeah. the issue that we run in there is Cole Tucker, O'Neill Cruz, and uh, what's his name? Um, Kevin Newman, right? Yeah. Kevin Newman's still on the Pirates. So I, I don't know. I feel like if they do bring up, uh, if they do bring up Cruz, yeah. I'm curious to see what they'll do with that middle infield. I know, I mean, both Cruz, uh, Cole Tucker, and Kevin Newman can all play that middle infield position, the short and second base. Well, and they're all versatile, too. I mean, you saw that at the end of last season. I mean, I thought I, – I could be wrong saying this, but I thought Tucker was playing the outfield for, like, a little bit Yeah, of time. Tucker, Tucker, Tucker's mobile. He plays usually short, sometimes second, and then the occasional – left right field depending on how many days each outfielder has been playing yeah i mean you i want him in honest, the in- go ahead. you want him in the infield i mean that's just because like that's his normal position but i mean if you need somebody on the outfield and you want to give this cruise guy a try or you want to give newman a couple of days to play i mean you could move him out there i mean there's nothing wrong with that they proved that they could do it before and they kind of had somewhat success with it so will they do it? I don't think so. I don't think that's the best business practice for it because you have outfielders there. But, you know. Well, what I'm curious with is now with the new, um, the new universal DH being in place, I'm curious because the, the, main, the main outfielders that I, see, that I see starting for the Pirates, Brian Reynolds, obviously, number one. Obviously. Ben Gamble probably going to be playing in right field and Anthony Alford maybe I mean he just started last year too if I remember correctly so I don't really know let's see uh I don't know but that would be my starting three outfield Anthony Alford solid bat solid arm Ben Mm -hmm. Gamble I mean like it's it's Ben Gamble. You have him yeah. on some days. You have him. You don't have him on some days. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not that worried about Ben Gamble. And then, obviously, Brian Reynolds, center field, star of the team. My thought is, if you can, if you have four, okay, because you brought up a very good point that I forgot about, being that we're a National League team, we don't really think about it, the designated hitter. If you have four good outfielders, you can rotate them in to be the DH. Unless well, the somebody thing about proves- that too is Yoshi, he also plays outfield. He, I mean, yeah. I think honestly, he'll probably stick at first. Mm-hmm. But like that's get, getting into getting into what you were saying with the solid with the solid selections that we have for the outfield. Cole Reynolds, Gamble, Yoshi, yep. if need be, Anthony Alford. Yep. If we, so think about it like this. Start hypothetically starting outfield, mm-hmm. left field Ben Gamble, 
Yep. Or or Anthony Alford, vice versa. Um, either Center one. Field, Brian Reynolds, right field, Gamble or Alford, right? Yep. Middle infield. Cruz in short. Cole Tucker or Newman at second. The and opposite then switch those for DH. Yeah. Well, I think you're gonna if now that this is actually a thing, and you don't have to just worry about it whenever you travel up to Boston, New York, Detroit, Toronto, wherever you travel. I think now that this is a thing, you need to look realistically and think to yourself, who can I play there as a bat who isn't really going to like you're not going to lose something from for not being out in the field? Because even, you may not- hold on, Hoy Park is a shortstop. I didn't know that. Hoy Park's got a nice bat. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you have more than one position readily available and he's a better bat than he is a glove. Put him in the DH. What what could possibly hurt doing that? That's so. What I'm what I would prefer would be O'Neill, Cruz, and Cole Tucker in the infield, middle infield, and if mm-hmm. need be, put Kevin Newman at that DH spot. Because I I was saying this last year, and I mean a lot of especially at games when I was what I would talk to other fans or whatever. Yeah. Kevin Newman is not a reliable, not a reliable bat. He's reliable in the field, a hundred percent. I would take Kevin Newman in the infield any day, yeah, as long as he doesn't take a a batting spot. I think Kevin Newman only. Kevin Newman, to me, is like is like a Gregory Polanco. He doesn't, he doesn't show up when you need him to. Mm-hmm. Just, knowing Polanco, the power bat that he was coming up in positions where we needed him to be. He just didn't. Kevin Newman is like the new Gregory Polanco to me, where he makes the plays in the field, does what he needs to do. When it comes to when it comes time to bat, who knows? I was going to say, you can't equate you him can to Polanco, him sw- because you can Polanco, catch him looking at he all spent three time, pitches. Polanco spent time below the Mendoza line, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, he... I mean, that's why he, I released him. He sucked as a bat. Polanco was probably one of the most inconsistent bats I've seen on the Pirates probably in my entire lifetime. That well, I can look, think of. Well, and let's be honest. Let's look like it, how much they were paying him to sit out, be injured, and to play the field kind of okay and to bat like shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't worth it. I mean, for, a, for an organization that does not is not is notoriously known – for not paying their players, it made zero sense. I mean, less than zero sense to keep Polanco on the roster whenever he wasn't giving you anything and you were paying him to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I'm glad. I've, I've been a big, big, big Polanco hater. I never liked him. After seeing that drop in the outfield in Wrigley, bases loaded in an extra inning, oh, I have oh, lost yeah. Oh, yeah. all faith in the man. Um. Honestly, I think that was probably his downfall. That's where he started to his stock. His stock was kind of staggering. It was trending upward, a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little more up every now and then. He just hit that point where he was just down the entire time. Oh yeah, I literally. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you something for example. I was at a game last year. I think against San Diego. Yeah, and. It was a packed outfield, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Gregory Polanco. It's like nothing's going to happen. This yeah. guy this guy is sitting in front of me, and he goes, 
oh yeah, blah blah blah, whatever, like talk talking shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bro, like whatever. Just read his stats. Pull up his stats. Batting below 200. I think yeah. he was in like 270 or not, yeah. 170. 170. He was at yeah. 170. And as, and as soon as I was like, he's not gonna do nothing. Bro hits a bomb into right field. I, and then the guy, the guy had the balls to turn around and start trying to talk back. And I'm like, yeah. bro, his his stat line went from a 170 batting average to like 180. Yeah. And he struck out the entire rest of the game. He did absolutely nothing. Yeah. He hits one home run every blue moon and everyone thinks he's the savior. It's like that saying, a broken clock is right twice a day. And and even like, you know, he's going to get a hit eventually. You can't, let's be honest, you cannot not go X amount of games and not get a hit or get on base. It's bound to happen eventually. I remember, like, my dad, especially, like, John Jason, if you remember him, the, oh, yeah. the guy, the dude with the dreadlocks, and he had a he had a stretch where I think it was, like, a 20-game hitless streak, and he was a starter. He was mm-hmm. a starter, and it w- went on a hitless streak. To me, that just hurts my head to think about because he's a starter. You pay him to hit and play the field. He did not play the field well. And he obviously could not hit. It was just like a repeat episode of Polanco. So I'm kind of happy that that saga is over, both of them. Yeah, and he was making the most amount of money on our team, and he was just not worth the, I think, no, no. $11 million that we were paying him or something along those lines. Oh, yeah, he was Let's not. See. Pirates. Pirates. I can't spell Pirates. Pirates Polanco contract. Pirates signed him to a five-year, $35 million contract in 2016 that ran through last year. Yeah. He got he received three mil for his buyout in 2022. Or well, let's be honest, I'm sure he was happy with that. I mean, yeah, bro, bro made $35 million to do what? Nothing. Yeah. But All I mean, right, so. I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what the Pirates, uh, you know, are doing. Um they only have, I mean, they still have a lot of games. Yeah. And spring training doesn't start, or not spring training, but the regular season starts, what, the seventh? We no, play. I, uh, we, I, I don't know. Are we playing on the road first or are we playing at home yeah, first? Yeah, we play, I, we play in St. Louis first. We play okay. on, let's see. Because our home opener 7th, 9th, and 10th. So a Thursday, okay. Saturday, Sunday. And uh, then. Oh, off and Monday. that Monday. And that Monday. Uh, uh, all against St. Okay. Louis. Okay. Uh, First home game is 12, four and two day against the Cubs. Yep. We only have two games against them now. Oh, wait, what? Sorry, I'm like looking at the schedule for the first time, like after everything's been changed. We have yeah. four games against the Cardinals with an off day on Friday, two games yeah. against the Cubs, and then four games at home against the Nationals, and then three, three away in Milwaukee, and then four in Chicago. What is this schedule? This is. They, they probably had to do it because wow. they canceled the first two series, so they had to kind of shift it around so we could still play 162. Yeah, like we – three-game series against San Diego, then two in Detroit, three and four in Cincinnati, two, three home games against the Dodgers. This is – I don't know. This is going to be a weird year. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not really sure what to expect. I will be going to games and spending my money on this team. 
Am I proud of it? No. Am I going to enjoy it? Hell yeah, I am. Well, it depends how they play. Well, yeah, obviously it depends on how they play. Granted, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Things are looking up to me at least. Things, so do you see? So do you see them over sixty three and a half? I think that's what the casinos have them as is sixty three and a half. Do you think they're going to beat that threshold, or do you think they're going to stay under them? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say yeah, but at the same time, like. Who knows? This year, the way the way free agency has been working and the moves that we have not particularly been making or making, things may look up. We look hot. Granted, it's spring training. We look hot yep. every spring training. So well, I, I'm not I always gonna. Say, I always say that we play well in April, like play okay in April, play great in May, play all right in June. And then in July, it just kind of nose dies. Yeah, after the All Star break, it just plummets. No, yeah, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yep, that's uh, just kind of how it is. I mean, hey, I I love the Pirates. I'm used to all of this at this point. Oh, so yeah. honestly, I'm I don't have a prediction for this season. I think I'm just gonna let it ride. I'm grateful that there is a season. I know that at one point I, I really thought there wasn't going to be one. I agree. So win or lose. I'm okay. I'm cool with it. We have a season, and that's honestly all I could ask for. I just think that if we beat the 63 and a half, I think it's only going to be by a couple of games. I don't see us cresting over 71. Oh, yeah, no. If we do, I don't think we'll have more than – I don't think we'll have more than 70 wins, honestly. Not even close. I – We have that on record in case it happens. Yeah, but also I would love to see the Pirates make the playoffs. I think the Pirates, if anything, hey, I would will, too. Will be, I just don't think it's going to happen for a while. Yeah, I mean, just realistic, realistically thinking as a fan of the sport and a fan of the team, there's no way. Like, yeah. not a chance. With the way our team works, not going to happen. Granted, I've been seeing stuff that maybe the Pirates are a sleeper team this year. Hey, I'll take that. Maybe that'll I'll you know, take it. I just don't think in their step. Hey, preseason ratings are always kind of overrated, so we'll see what kind of comes of that. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, let's see. Let me let me see, just go through the division real quick and just see some of the teams that I'm uh, worried about. Yeah. Phillies number one, terrified of the Phillies. Bryce Harper, Ned Castellanos. I mean, the Bryce Harper just won an MVP. Bryce Harper that just is won true. an MVP. That is true. Mets, two of the best pitchers in the league, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer. Well, Their team. DeGrom was testing the market, I thought, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. I think I think it's going to be DeGrom and Scherzer as the main. Well, Francisco that's, what, Lindor that's what they too. were saying. That. That's what they were saying. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not, but that's what they were saying is he was yeah, going to test Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Um, granted, who knows, but I true. think – I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll stay. Let's see the mm-hmm. Braves. I'm not worried about the Braves. Not the slightest. We not anymore, we beat think. the Braves like four times last year, yeah. and they won the World Series without Ronald Acuna. Yeah, without Ronald Acuna. Granted, well, they now, lost Freddie. They just lost Freddie they, to the they Dodgers. Lost Freddie. Yep. But I don't know. I think they'll be cool. I'm not really worried about the Braves. I think we only lost to them like twice last year. Yeah. So whatever. Nationals, Marlins, who cares? <laughs> Not worried about them. Honestly. So, NL Central, Cardinals, always. I'm honestly worried about our entire division, except the Reds. I don't really care for the Reds. 
the Cardinals, Reds are going through a rebuilding phase like we are, and they have yeah, a pretty, but we've been a pretty decent team. We've been going through a rebuilding phase for the last 15 years. When was 2013? Eight years, nine, nine years now? Not nine seasons ago now. Yeah, so we've been rebuilding for nine years. Cardinals yep. just signed uh, Albert Pujols, Pujols back. I don't know if you saw yep. that. Yep. So yep. that'll – I was honestly terrified of the Cardinals last year after they signed uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado. That team yeah. is dangerous. That infield, oh, yeah. Arenado, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter doesn't even start. And I think Matt Carpenter is very underrated. You, you Carpenter, Pujols. They like to spend money. And they and they they produce the results. You look at the guys I mean, they bring Carpenter, in. They, play, Pujols, they know how to play. Let's see, Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Yachty. I mean, those are. Yeah. I wouldn't say five potential Hall of Famers, but at least three three out of five. Pujols and Easily. Yachty getting, but for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Brewers. I mean, Brewers just signed Kutch. Not really happy about that. No, I would have loved to see him back in Pittsburgh, but oh, you knew that wasn't going to happen, though. No, yeah, not in the slightest. Cubs, Cubs, yeah, you know, like Cubs Cubs, are with Cubs don't scare me this year. I don't know. Cubs are not scary. And a West, I mean, Padres are always a, I mean, that's just a powerhouse team, but they Padres, Dodgers are just like they're the two. Those are the two giants. Well, even the Giants, the Giants too. That division isn't even that bad. If you would have looked at the beginning of the season last year, if we had this discussion a year ago, like today, like March 28th of 21 instead of 22, if you would have looked at the NL West and you'd have seen like all the news that came out of it, you'd have thought that it had been either one was the Padres, one was the Dodgers, and whoever wasn't number one was going to be number two. There was Mm -hmm. no way you could have convinced me that the Giants were going to make as big of a run as they did last year. Not a chance. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, especially with Chris Bryant going to the Giants too. Yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting that, but hey, now he's a now he's a Rocky. Now he's a Rocky. So I don't know what he the, stays. He stays in the division. Yeah, I'm just curious as to what the Rockies are doing because they. I thought they were rebuilding. Yeah, and they I thought signed so too. Chris Bryant to like a four year, hundred twenty eight million dollar contract. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, Diamondbacks, who? Never. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see. AL East. I mean, the AL East is always Red Sox, Yankees, more recently Rays, Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are going to be nice this year. Yankees, Red Sox, Rays. I mean, they're always nice. I'm, oh, yeah. That, that division is going to be a battle like it always is. Central. Twins just signed Carlos Correa and uh, what? They, they got – Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez in exchange for Josh Donaldson to the yep. Yankees. Yep. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Royals, oh, yeah, sure. not really worried about them. I think I think the AL Central is probably going to be a fight between the Twins and the White Sox. The Royals, the Royals actually, I mean, they weren't bad last year. They mm-hmm. they were fighting. Yeah. I don't see them taking the top spot though. It probably, in all honesty, I think the White Sox will probably win it over the Twins. The Twins are new. And the White Sox, I mean, their pitching kind of fell off. They just give lost, the Twins uh, a couple of years. Give the Twins a White, couple of years, and they'll be fine. White Sox just lost Carlos Rodon to the Giants, if I remember yep. correctly. But other I than that, their that. pitching is solid. Bats are always hot. Yep. Now the AL West. This is where it gets the challenge. I don't want to say tricky, but tricky because I just well, I saw Juggernaut uh, Houston. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know. 
I don't. If, I don't if you look at last I, year, your juggernauts Houston. I, I don't know. I think the Mariners the Angels, are close to make. If the Angels have Mike Trout and Shohei healthy through the year, I think they win. The, get it on paper. I think they win the division. I think the Mariners. Yeah. I think the Mariners could make a push, but the Mariners are just like the Pirates. They, they always have their ups and downs in the season. I don't They're know, though, because this. last year the Mariners almost made the playoffs. I think they lo- they didn't make it because of, like, two games. Yeah. Athletics, I mean, I don't even know what they're doing. They're, they, I think they have spent years. absolutely zero money in – They uh, have. I think they've traded away more pieces than they have brought in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Rangers, they signed – let's see. I think they just signed Corey Seager. The Rangers did, yeah. I think. Wait. Oh, what? Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is this? Texas Rangers signed free agent Matt Carpenter to a minor league contract. What? I was just talking about Matt Carpenter on the uh, on the Cardinals. Did that just happen today? I don't know. Matt Carpenter, that's interesting. Yeah, no, Matt Carpenter is on the Rangers. That was a week ago. I didn't even know about that. That's interesting. Interesting. But they signed Corey Seager to like eight-year, 300 mil. Yeah, they signed him like that. Let's see, Corey Seager. Let me pull up that contract real quick. Yeah, 10-year, 325 million. Uh, contract reportedly is front loaded. Seager will receive 140 million in the first four years. Interesting. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think honestly, the, t- the Rangers might be a sleeper this year. I think. I think this division. I don't know. I can't like. Athletics are are bottom, for sure. Athletics are bottom. I think. So. Like you said, with the Angels, it all depends on if Trout and Shohei are healthy. Because yep. Trout was out. What the last? He was out a lot of last year. I, I think he started like 30, 40 games, and then after that, he got injured and was out. Shohei was in and out, but Shohei also wasn't consistent. Astros, I mean, they just traded away Correa. They still have a solid team. Yeah, they do. So I think honestly, it for that division, it'll probably come down to. Rangers, Strohs, and Athletics. Maybe mm-hmm. even the Mariners. Mariners might even make a push, but who knows? Mariners, I think, will be a wild card over a division winner, personally. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If if they if they win, like, the division, I think they should build a trophy for whoever is the MVP of that team through the year. I mean, hey. Yeah. Who knows? I, that, that's just my thought on that. But, I mean, the season's fresh. You can't really take – spring training like results right now like you take it with a grain of salt because right now i'm looking at the pirates record and they're four and four through spring training i'm happy with that it doesn't mean anything but i'm still happy with that you know i'd have thought that they'd have been zero and eight sorry i'm i'm reading this email that i got from the pirates that uh i'm not really sure what that is about so i'll have to look at that in a minute because I don't really, I don't, something about a job. So we'll, we'll, we'll look over that later. I'll turn my There you go. 
All right. Um, well, do you want to do you want to tell everyone where they can uh, I mean, find us out on social media and we can get into our last segment? Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, if you go out on Instagram, we are at at J underscore J sports show. It's all one word. And I'll say it again. J underscore J sports show. Same with Twitter. J underscore J sports show. All right. So now we're going to get into our picks of the week. Please gamble. We're legal. And if you are of legal age, gambling problem, you know the hotline, 1-800-GAMBLER. And also, don't take any of what we say to heart. We're not even old enough to gamble yet. We're just – these are what we think sounds right. And if you don't like what we have to say, that sucks. Too bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, too bad. So our our picks this week, we're going to have three of them. So we have two games and one future bet. So first game is the first game of the final four tipping off at like six o'clock. I think on Saturday night, Kansas and Villanova, Kansas is a four and a half point favorite minus 200 on the money line. Villanova is plus 165 on the money line and getting five and a half from, or I'm sorry, four and a half from Villanova. Who do you got? Um, well, looking at my bracket, uh, I didn't have either of them here. I had Tennessee and Iowa, mm-hmm. and Tennessee and Iowa didn't even make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. On paper, I mean, I want to say Villanova, mm-hmm. but who knows? I I think I, I have family who's, who's huge Villanova fans. Mm-hmm. I'll probably – I'll probably take Nova. I like Nova on the points. I don't like Nova on the money line. What did you say the money line was again? Uh, plus, I just don't like them winning outright. I like them staying. I like to keep it within four and a half. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you can edit that out. Okay. Um, okay. So now – the second game of Saturday, we got Duke and Carolina, the rematch. So Duke is a four-point favorite, and it's the same money lines. Duke is minus 200. UNC is plus 165. UNC is getting four points from Duke. Who I'm taking got? Duke over UNC. Nope. For sure. I, I think I think I, Coach K's last ride, he has, to, he has to beat UNC in the final four. Like, he, he has to. He had to beat them at home, too, in Cameron. Did they? Yeah, but look at where no. well, look at where they're at now. Who cares? Who cares about that home game? That home game means absolutely nothing. This is Coach K's last ride against probably, arguably, I, I would say his biggest his biggest rival. UNC. There's no sure. arguments. There's no arguments out of me like with that. But you also could have argued that like you know they had to win in Cameron, and they did. And I just think right now, North Carolina is playing with house money. I think they're going to rain on his parade. Personally, I was thinking that St. Peter's was going to rain on his parade if they made it past North Carolina. Oh, I had no doubt in my mind that North Carolina was beating St. Peter's. I thought it was going to happen. I mean, look, the first 15 seed to ever make it to the Elite Eight, that's something to be proud of. 
I didn't expect them to make the final. I'd be four I'd be cool with an elite eight strike. exit. I'd be cool with an elite eight exit yeah. as a fifteen seed team. I'd be hundred percent okay with that. You couldn't name before the tournament. You couldn't have named two players on that team. And to I make couldn't it to even the name, elite eight. I couldn't even name two problem. now. I just know Doug Eater the goat. Yep. Shout out Doug. Yep. All right. I so mean, now, but hey, beating beating what the number two Kentucky team, beating Murray State and Purdue, and then uh, oh wait no yeah beating Purdue I. I didn't – once I saw – it was – it was I think it was halftime, and North Carolina was up like 39 to 15. And it, I was, it was like, like, yeah, that's that right. game. I was like, there's no oh, way yeah. St. Peter's oh, is yeah. winning. That's whenever I started watching the Penguins game because it was fun <laughs> to watch the demolition. Okay, so now our last bet of the day is – or the futures odds. So these are who right now you could go out on a participating – service whether or not it be FanDuel, DraftKings, what have you. These odds were pulled from FanDuel. So Duke is plus 160 to win the championship, Kansas plus 180, Villanova 450 and UNC plus 500. The only reason why they're so high is because they're the underdogs. Yeah, I was going to say they're the, the final four matchups. So who do you got? Um I mean, I'm just gonna stick with Duke. I have my only bracket that I have left is Duke winning. I think if it comes down to it, I think it'll probably be Duke versus Nova in the in the finals. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Coach Gay's last game. Coach Gay's last game. Yeah. Like, I feel like it wouldn't be. I feel it would be perfect. A literal perfect way to end your illustrious career that you've had is to win the championship i feel yep. i feel like it's ha- it has to happen there's no way it doesn't happen yep i think right now if i had to pick one in terms of money i think kansas is a safe pick personally just because they have an easy ride should have an easy ride over villanova i think if they score they beat villanova and then they have the same mindset going into the championship if duke beats carolina as north carolina has going to play duke on saturday Let's rain on his parade. So I personally, I think that's what's going to happen. But we'll, that's why they play the game. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean that. Yeah. That's all I got today. That's that's all I got. But that's just my thought there. Yeah, it makes sense. Sounds right to me. Yeah. I don't know enough about basketball to know. I just. I don't either. I, I just watch. I just watch for March Madness. So. That's pretty much all I do. March Madness and NBA Finals and like all the yeah. game. Other than that, I don't really care about basketball. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So, all right. so that's all I got for the episode today. That's, that's all I have. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at J underscore J Sports Show, all one word, both on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the very good insight on the Pirates that I'm probably going to forget about 15 minutes after here. And oh, yeah, I feel that. and we'll catch everyone on the next episode. Yeah, peace out, everyone.